Our scripture today is from the book of John, chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. You can find it in your pewed Bible on page 100, or it will also be on the screens. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal uh, and used to steal what was put in it. Jesus said, "Leave her alone. She bought, she bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me." This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mark, for the reading of the scripture. Pastor Hemia has started a theme on meeting Jesus. It's a very, very crucial topic that we need to hear in our walk with Christ. Lent might mean different things to different people. To me, I also see that Lent is also a season where we need to renew our relationship with God. We need to evaluate our work with Christ. We, you know, when it is December, we spend much time in evaluating how the year is. It looks like we evaluate every other aspect of our life except the spiritual aspect. And to me, Lent is that season where we need to look how far we've come with God so that we won't crucify him from this, for, for, for the same sins again. One thing that I love about the stories that Pastor Henry have picked and my prayer, my prayer not only for myself but for all of us is that we can be able to have that personal experience encounter with Jesus. And the story of today gives us some practical ways to do that. When I look at the first story that we saw was from Nicodemus. He was intentional. He initiated that meeting. He went to look for Jesus. It means that we can also do the same. The following week, Pastor Amy talked about the Samaritan woman. She met Jesus in a very unexpected way. She wasn't planning. She was just doing her normal routine, and there she met Jesus. Which should be a reminder to us that Jesus can meet us any time, at work, with family, doing shopping. But the question is, 
are we going to be able to recognize him? And last week, I really love the story of last week because it showed again another aspect of meeting Jesus. Because this woman was about to be stoned. And look at how her meeting Jesus changed a life completely. So if we can also have that encounter with Jesus, our lives can also be transformed. Today, parents, we, we raise children, we put too much emphasis on going to school. That's, that, that, that's not bad, it's good. But we have done it in a way that we've taken Jesus out of a picture to the point when, when they reach a certain level, they realize that they've made it in life without Jesus, then Jesus becomes very relevant to their lives. I don't fully blame technology or the new age. And I say sometimes, somewhere, parents do not share their stories of meeting Jesus with us. So how, will we go, how are we going to find it relevant to our lives? One thing that COVID has taught me is money can become unreliable. Now, if you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, we saw viral videos of people fighting over tissues. It doesn't mean that they didn't have money. They had money, just like they couldn't afford it. Which reminded me when I look at that and I see and I say, there can be times where money can become unreliable. Looking at what the world is going through right now, of course, I do not wish anything such as war to anybody. But when I look at that and I say, there can be a times when you can wake up and find out that everything you've worked for for your life is being crushed down. What are you going to hold on to when you find yourself in those situations? An encounter with Jesus can make a difference. Let us pray. Precious God, we bless your name this morning. I pray for the word that you've given me. And I pray that you let the Holy Spirit transliterate this message in a way that it will fit each and everybody's heart over here. And help us to understand how crucial and important it is to have a personal experience with Jesus. Amen. I do not believe that the intention of Pastor Hemi to pick these stories was just to remind us about familiar stories that we know. I think it was a way to remind us that if they had an experience with Jesus, we can also have an experience with Jesus. Now, in the story that we've just read this morning, I'm just going to point two things. We can talk about many things about meeting Jesus here, but I'm just going to focus and emphasize on two. This story happens after Jesus has resurrected Lazarus. John says Jesus was again in Bethany. Most likely, he was with his disciples. So they got saved dinner. And Mary, who was there, came with the perfume to anoint Jesus. Now, there are three main characters in this story. There is Jesus, there is Mary, and there is Judas. But because we are talking about meeting Jesus, we are going to focus on Jesus and Mary. The first thing that I see in this story is... Mary was able to notice Jesus in the room. 
Because the way it is said, the story said, it looks like Jesus was already at the table. And when we read the same story in the other gospel, it's a little bit different. Uh, Mark and Matthew says that Jesus was anointed, it was the head of Jesus that was anointed. But Luke and John talks about the feet. From a practical side of the story, I lean more toward that it was the feet of Jesus that were clean. Why? Because the verb that is used here that they were sitting at the table, the Greek verb means to recline. For people who have traveled to the Middle East, I think there are some people who still have the same culture. In some culture, people do not sit at the table. Most of the time when we read this story, we have the impression that they, were, they had tables like the way we do in our houses. No, the reclining was that position where uh, they were leaning like on the side and then lying, the head facing the table, and the feet there, which was a little bit far away. Which makes sense why she probably anointed the feet of Jesus, because it would have been a little bit messier to anoint the head. What's the reason of me pointing all these things? I want you to see the intentionality that Mary had to go to Jesus and to serve him in that way. We need to be intentional in trying to meet Jesus. Now, in case you're wondering, okay, Pastor Bellani, they had Jesus in person. We don't have Jesus. And I think Jesus was smart. He transferred the power of his presence to other people that we can serve and have the same experience. As I'm going on, let us have a look at Matthew. Matthew uh, shared this story in a very good way that I like. Matthew chapter 35, if I can have that scripture, verse 34 to 40. I'm going to read it very quickly. Listen to what Matthew wrote. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come, that you are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous one will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked, and gave you clothing, and when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did to one of the least of these who are, my who are members of my family, you did it to me. So clearly here Jesus is transferring in other words, he said, you don't have to worry to have me in person, but if you can do something good to somebody, you are doing it to me. Now, I go back to what I said, the first thing that this story tells us, notice. Do you notice people who are in need around you? Do you notice people in your family, in your community, that you know that you can do something about their lives? That's where one, you can make an act that can transform somebody's life. Jesus is saying, you are doing it to me. That's a very practical way that we can have an experience with, with Jesus. 
The second one, and I'm going to stop from there, is look at how John was very intentional by emphasizing over the quality and the quantity of the perfume. So it's a little bit strange to me that he went very deep to describe how expensive that was and all the details. That means to some extent he wanted us to focus our attention to that. My question is, what type of offering do we give God? Because that's one count too. Today it really looks like God comes after everything else. We give Jesus our attention when after everything else has been filled out. If the first one showed us how we can have an experience, this the second one is tell us what is the best way because there is a way that you can do it and not have the same result. Talking about offering, we have a similar story in the book of Genesis. Abel and Ken, both of them, they did offers. But you see, the quality of the offering determined which one God received. And it doesn't have to be money. It might be your time. How much of a quality time do you give to God? It might be your health. Do you help people by compulsion or do you help people out of your heart? The quality and the quantity of the service that we give to God can give us an opportunity to have this experience with Jesus. These are some of the practical ways that we can be intentional about having an experience with Jesus. And trust me, if you have had one, those experiences, they can change your life forever. Let me finish with this story. I grew up in a pastor's house, so my faith really grew up in a very progressive way. So I can't really have a specific time that I can point that this is when I became a Christian. I grew up in that heat. But there is something that has happened to me that, as Pastor Hemi has been teaching, I've been wrestling and asking myself, have I had that experience with Jesus? And it's led me to this story. A few years ago, I was really in a good, not really good, in a very bad space. I was depressed and become suicidal. And uh, I tried to pray and went for a week for prayer and it looks like my prayer didn't do any good. I'd said today and everything for that. Now, I remember sitting in the corner of my room. I was in that space of do it, don't do it, do it, don't do it. And at that point, I was really facing a lot of things, a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of guilt from things that have happened in the past in my life. And I had something that was like a conversation with the Holy Spirit. There is particularly something that God put in my heart that I can claim that is the reason that I'm standing here. This is what the Spirit of God told me. He said, you know, what you are about to do, 
the meaning of your action means that you are saying that the death of Jesus is not powerful enough to redeem you. So you are trying to help Jesus to save you. Because I was not in a good space to forgive myself. It's like you are saying, Jesus, what it is you did is not good enough. I want to help you to save me. And the Spirit even went further and said, even if we want to go with your line of salvation, you can't go back in time. What about the people that you need to reconcile with if they are dead? How are you going to make that reconciliation? So you realize that even your way of salvation is just as imperfect as human beings are. So I had no other choice than to see and to realize that the death and resurrection of Christ, the blood that Jesus shed, it is through that that I've been forgiven. And I had to accept that forgiveness as well. And since then, I've never struggled with that because I had an, I, I had met the experience. I always claim that I met Jesus, but I met the crucified Jesus. I clearly understand the meaning of having a Savior dying for your sins that you can't pay for. So if I have to die today and make it to heaven and sitting at the same table with Nicodemus, if he stand up and he wants to brag about how his meetings with Jesus he can stand and say, it is because I went and see Jesus that even you have the notion of being born again in the Bible. If I didn't go and see Jesus, you would have probably never that notion in the Bible. Why? Because I met Jesus. I'm imagining myself having probably at the same table the Samaritan woman standing up and bragging and saying, because I met Jesus, I was one of the first evangelists who brought the gospel into Samaria. Probably having the, the, the other woman who was caught in the hut that Pastor Amy talked about last week. She also stand and bragging and say, listen, I was about to be stoned. There was no doubt the Jews would have stoned me for what I've done because I've seen in my community people being stoned for the same act. But because I met Jesus, my life was transformed. I can proudly say, if I'm sitting on that table, that I've met Jesus too. I met the crucified Jesus, and I understand the power of the cross and his forgiveness that allowed me to serve him. My question that I want to leave you with this morning is, should you die? and sit at the table where everybody is bragging about meeting Jesus. Do you have a story that you can also say, me too, I've met Jesus? As I said, the intention of Pastor Hemi giving us these stories is not just to kind of remind ourselves about these stories, it's to remind us that if they had an experience with Jesus, we can do to have an experience. So I'm going to let you wrestle with that question. If you have that one story, please start sharing it with people around you. Because it's encourage people that the Jesus that we serve is not the Jesus only restricted to the Bible. If you don't have one, don't worry. 
We've learned about how we can be intentional. How we can go to Jesus and have that experience with him. May God bless his word. Amen.